You're listening to the Life Reborn Podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. Join me as I share my journey of returning to my authentic self by shedding labels and stigmas that are prominent in today's society. It is my hope that through sharing my story, you find guidance and wisdom to live a more empowered and meaningful life. Thank you for tuning in today. It is such an honor to share this space with you. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back. Wow. I just want to start off by showing my deepest gratitude and appreciation for all the outpour of support and love and encouragement that I received on sharing my last podcast episode on Your Body is a Temple. Um, And if you didn't listen to it, I did share just ways that I've decided to honor my body and I did share a little bit about sexual trauma that I had experienced and you know it's it's far too common and it's not talked about and it's not supported so many women reached out to me sharing that they had experienced the same thing or you know some some kind of sexual trauma And we're still carrying that. And today's episode is going to be about my healing journey because it's an evolution. It's ongoing. It's cyclical. It's never just this linear path of you meet the finish line. It's continuous. And I think that's something that needs to be recognized and honored because there is going to be this cycle of dark and light. Anytime we are trying to bring forth something new, we're trying to manifest something different in our life, um, change, when we're just wanting to shift, we have to go through a shedding period. And that seems a little darker. It requires you to tune in into yourself to reflect in and face, face these limiting beliefs, face this pain, face this trauma and release it. But it cannot be released unless we feel it. We cannot let go of pain until we confront that pain and let it heal, allow ourselves to truly become present and feel the emotions that are carried within us and release them. And so today I'm going to talk about my healing journey and what that has looked like for me. And I just want you to keep in mind that this is my unique path and it may look completely different to you, but I'm just sharing so that you can see that it's not this picture perfect thing that you may get glimpses of people's lives on social media. We're all going through our healing path. We're all going through this evolution. And sometimes I think that social media, which can, yeah, be a great tool and resource for us, but it also portrays, I feel like this false belief, these false stories, this mask that my life is great all the time. And yeah, your life may be great and have wonderful highs, but everyone's life has lows. And I'm really just trying to open up my Instagram page and my social media as a platform of a safe space to show you that 
I'm a human being and my life gets real and shit gets real and days, some days are hard. This entire summer season has been heavy and hard. I think that I was like on this high and tour season because that's my birthday season and I was really just tuning into embracing and becoming who I was and and really just getting to know myself and what what that meant to be not not I'm not a Taurus. I don't want to give myself that label. I always try to use person centered first a person first language. So I am me before I'm a Taurus. So um, that really ingrained it with me in, in teaching, you know, I'm not someone, I'm not a diabetic. I'm someone that has diabetes. I mean, I don't have diabetes, but I'm just trying to give you that example of trying to use that first, that person first language. And so I was trying to really embrace who I was with this Taurus energy and what that meant for me and learning about my personality and learning about my traits and my habits and learning about where that means that I can maybe grow my, not quote unquote weaknesses, but areas that I might need to be more cognizant of. And so I think that was, I was on this high in May and Taurus, and then I'm learning the zodiac signs and the cycles of astrology. I think Gemini was next and then Cancer. And when we got into Cancer season, it rocked my world. I mean, I was on this path of releasing podcast episodes weekly, and then all of a sudden, it was like, you need to tune in. You need to tune in and face this. And the last episode, I think it, I shared, I was really having to face this trauma, sexual trauma, not just my one, ex- not just my ex- childhood sexual trauma that I was talking about, but this patriarchal sexual trauma that I was really having to recognize that it was having an effect on me. And I'm in yoga teacher training and my teacher was, she gave a scenario that she had heard that it doesn't matter if you're drowning in 15 feet of water or 150 feet of water. Drowning is drowning. Trauma is trauma. And I think that we are so quick to say, oh, well, my experience wasn't this big, grand, like horrific thing. But if it was trauma to you, then it was trauma to you. And your body and mind and your soul is going to react to that trauma. And we have to find ways to process and feel and heal. And so I think that it was almost hard for me to share about saying that I was having patriarchal sexual, like systematic trauma. But the way I was perceiving it is it was, it was affecting me. It was affecting my mind, my body. It was affecting my relationship with my husband. So that is trauma. That is trauma that I was having to process. And I think that in this cancer season, it's really about tuning in. And it was the eclipse season and just the, what was it, the full moon that happened, it was just really heavy for me. And I wasn't in a place in my journey where where I could really just share my ongoing healing 
moment, like this healing path that I was on in this time, I, it really took my energy to tune in. I mean, I, I know I shared last episode that I really, I stopped doing like healing sessions. I, I didn't really like even see family and friends as much. I wasn't wanting to go out and do a lot of things. I mean, I was wanting to get out in nature with William and we get out every morning to just kind of have this rhythm of our day, but I wasn't wanting to do a lot of stuff. And even when we had company or family over, it took a lot of time to just be by myself and go to my study and just journal or meditate or just sit and be by myself. It took a lot of that. Um, this, this summer, it, it really just took a lot of my energy to, to healing. I had to reflect and give a lot of my time and energy on this healing. And I've noticed a pattern of this dark and light because there's, there's always polarities, you know, with that light that you have, darkness comes and it's just, you have to have dark and light. They, they can't, they have to coexist. They can't be without one another. And I noticed that in the fall, I was having a dark time and I was really just really just beginning my, my journey of relearning myself, of coming back home to myself. And in the fall, I was doing a lot of meditations, a lot of shedding, a lot of realizations, a lot of realizing my limiting beliefs and recognizing where those are coming from. A lot of my limiting beliefs were not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, unlovable, um, controlling and it was because a lot of this was stemming from my childhood memories of certain like minuscule things that I didn't think that had such an impact on me that really did stemming from being in preschool when I was in my pre-k class we had show and tell and I brought this doll and this girl and the way we did it, it was we sat in a circle, we told about our item that we wanted to share about, and then we like pass it around the circle for everyone to explore, which I mean, thinking back, I don't really agree with that. Cause if it's something so special and sacred to you, I would, I don't want everyone touching this thing, putting their energy on it anyways. And so it got to this halfway through the circle to this girl. And I walked away, I walked over there and took my doll and I said, I don't want want you to have it and my teacher got mad at me and said oh you have to share but what they didn't see was everything prior to that the reason why I didn't want her to have that doll was because she was being so mean to me that whole day and not sharing with me and just being really rude and mean and I was setting my boundary that was a healthy boundary for me I did not want to share this thing with her and I was condemned for standing in my truth. I was condemned for using my voice to speak up for myself and slowly broken down and said, saying like, hush, hush, hush. No, no, no. You have to share. Let me break down your voice. Let me lower your confidence and mold you into this society where we say you have to share. That's something that you have to do. And I mean, I mean, in hindsight, it looks like that would be such a minimal thing and deal, but it put a lot of shame on me of speaking in my truth because I'm meant to be a leader. I'm meant to voice things. I know that I was born on this earth 
to help others and be this leader and be this voice. But I was slowly conditioned out of that. And then the following year in kindergarten, when I did not have a strength in reading, I was condemned for that. I was placed in like tutoring. I was, they thought about holding me back. I was having to practice hooked on phonics at home instead of embracing my gifts, instead of embracing my strengths, instead of saying, let's focus on what you do well, instead of just all of this attention and focus on things that you don't do well. So then I felt like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't performing where I needed to be. I wasn't like the other kids in my class. I wasn't like my older brother who could speed read and was this genius. That wasn't me. And instead of just honoring that I'm this unique human being in this world, I was shamed. And so then these patterns just continued throughout my elementary years. Anyways, so a lot of realizing my limiting beliefs or my triggers or these negative thought patterns that are holding me back from greatness that are limiting my potential in this life, I was having to work through. And then after the new year is when the light came, the birth of my business. I birthed this this baby, this business, and I was bringing this out into the world. And so I felt like that darkness had the light. Here's the polarity. I was excited. It was vibrant. I was just flowing with ideas. And then the darkness came back, the cycle of this rebirth, and I was having to face things. And I'm still working through it. I'm still feeling this energy of of seeing where I have these limiting beliefs, seeing where I get in my own way, and I can feel it. I feel this, this new project, this new healing modality, this new thing that's trying to be birthed out of me. And this is that cycle of rebirth. And then I notice these messages. As, as I'm going through this, when I'm kind of towards the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, I get these messages in my dreams. I keep having this dream of the butterfly exhibit at the zoo, which is so strange to me because I don't, I don't go to the zoo now that I have these beliefs that animals are not meant to be caged so it's strange that it's like in this place that I won't go and I'm having this realization right now as I'm speaking and this is butterfly exhibit which is like transformation rebirth emerging but it's in the zoo where I won't go so it's almost like this rebirth is wanting to happen but it's in a place where I'm not willing to go so right there that's telling me okay this wants to be birthed it wants to be emerged but it's still almost out of my reach where else am i thinking small where else am i believing i'm small because i'm not quite there that was just a realization i had right now i mean i was already knowing about the butterfly and emerging because that's a symbol of like a rebirth for me sometimes i have dreams of being pregnant sometimes i have dreams of dying and that seems very morbid but then I'm realizing it's because I, I'm letting all of this die out. I'm letting all of this shed out. And then comes the birth. And 
I know in my heart that everything that I've experienced in my life was meant for me. The pain, the hurt, the trauma has molded me into who I am today, has molded me into my path of healing to be able to help heal others, to be able to learn these coping skills, learn these techniques, to be able to translate this to heal others. And I've always been in this healing modality. As a teacher, I became a teacher because I wanted to give children the experience different from what I experienced, to help children stand in their truth, to help children see their strengths. Then that translated into becoming a counselor. It wasn't enough. I wasn't helping on a big enough scale. So then I became a counselor and I helped children see that there's more than school more to school than testing. There's more to life than testing. Well, what do you love to do? How can we translate that into your school, helping them stand in their truths? And then when I had William, I had that really deep, dark, like rebirth phase of, okay, now I'm meant to heal on another level. Now I'm meant to help others on another level. And one of the tools and strategies that I have learned is to lean into this, lean into my healing, which has not been easy. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to like paint this perfect picture and sugarcoat it that it's this easy breezy thing to get through. No, facing my trauma and facing my pain is hard because I've put it off for so long. Because I let it build up for so many years. Because I was conditioned to believe that we have to hide our feelings, hide our emotion. That feeling our emotions is vulnerable and weak, which is so untrue because feeling your emotions is the bravest, strongest thing you could do. It takes so much to face that. And it takes so much to... Be brave enough to allow these things to come through. And granted, I'm on a different path. I'm in a place where I can allow these things to come up and feel. I did go through my own counseling sessions after William, and that helped me get to the place of where I am now. It doesn't just have to be a one thing fixed all fixes all. I used meditation. I used yoga. In getting back into my mind and body soul connection it took me seeking help by seeing a counselor it took me voicing that i needed help to my family that i just i couldn't do this alone that i needed support and community that i needed their prayers i needed their help i needed to just be in a space with others and not be alone it took all of that and it was hard for me to ask for help i'm someone who became a mother to my family in eighth grade, helping be that role when my mom was sick and standing in that strength to do that for others. So accepting help is hard for me. And that's another limiting belief. Why do I not want to accept help? Why am I so controlling? Well, because I didn't have control in my life. And so when I can have control and feel in my strength and in my power, then I do that. And I have to slowly break down those walls. And I think that you have to find 
and play around with your healing path. But it really takes you to just tune in. Every morning, if I have time to do a full meditation or not, I still place my hands on my heart and hands on my stomach and I breathe and I tune in. How am I feeling? What are the messages for me today? What am I needing to hear today? If I have questions, struggles, if I'm needing answers to something, I tune into myself. That was another thing. I used to seek help from others, like validation from others, opinions from others, when really the answers are always within. The answers are always within you. And yes, we may be planted these seeds from messages of others, but ultimately you have to come to that conclusion, that answer to yourself. And anyways, so for me, it it's taken me going into meditations, going back to certain memories, allowing myself to feel that pain, feel that hurt, and and then ch- and change it, change that memory, change that memory so that I create a neural a new neural pathway in my brain. Instead of feeling the pain and shame and trauma, I feel love and healing. And it's however I need it. If I need to come in as my adult self, healing my younger child, if I need to replay that scenario with people in my life, like my parents or my teachers, helping me stand in my truth, and that's what I do. Sometimes it takes my parents standing in their truth to be able to help me. Sometimes it's like healing them in, in my memories to be able to, in turn, be that parent that I needed in that moment or in that experience. Sometimes it's, it takes me to see the other person as a child because then I have such compassion for them because when I see myself as that child, that inner child, such softness, such grace and compassion. Because when I look at my son and see the experiences that he has, the life that he has, I could not ever hold this anger, resentment, frustration, shame on him. So I see myself as a child when I need to. I see other people as a child when I need to to bring in that love and compassion and that healing. And with that, we cannot love others until we fully love ourselves. We cannot be that parent that our child needs unless we parent ourselves and come back home to ourselves and heal. We can't give love that we don't have for ourselves. It just doesn't work that way. And that's why it's so important to be brave enough to, to want to face this because I cannot be a wife, a mother before I'm myself. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's, that was a big realization for me. I cannot, I cannot truly a hundred percent show up as a mother and a wife if I'm not showing up for myself. So that is why My self-care comes first. I come before I'm a wife. I come before I'm a mother. And that's that's hard. Our society teaches women that 
we need to be selfless and put our family first. No, we cannot do that if we're not putting ourselves first. And I lived a life where my mom was the strongest woman that I saw. She devoted her life to to her family, but she didn't devote her life to herself. And she got cancer and she passed away. And yeah, maybe that was her journey and her path, but it was hard. It was hard to see that she didn't put herself first, that she didn't love herself enough to take care of herself first before us. And that's why I'm changing my story. I'm changing that path. I am healing myself. And when I do that, I heal her story. I heal my grandmother's story. I heal this lineage of trauma that has been passed down. I heal these stories that have shaped our lives and I'm stopping it now because I'm healing myself. I'm healing my past ancestral lineage and my future lineage to come. This is why healing is so important. And then as I heal myself, I'm healing the collective because now I'm a light in the world. I don't let things affect me. I don't let experiences affect me the way I used to. I used to take such offense. No, it's not about me. It's about you and what you're going through and that's okay. And I'm not going to let that have so much power and control over my life anymore. That's why I've been so diligent on healing these past experiences. And one thing that I was getting caught up on is I was going through these memories and reprogramming and healing these moments. And I felt like I was still carrying all of this. Like I wasn't fully shedding. I wasn't fully letting go. And I do salt baths. I do energy cleansing meditations. I've gotten Reiki done, but I was like still feeling this lingering negativity. Like how am I, how can I fully let this go? And so at about, about a month ago, I had an honoring ceremony. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you saw, I posted a few things about it in my story. And in my ceremony, I had to allow myself to have this beautiful ceremony to release and let go all that I was holding on to, to allow what's trying to come in, to allow room for what is trying to come in to my life into me, into my soul, into my purpose on this earth. And before my ceremony, I went into a meditation where I just journaled and I allowed anything to flow through my limiting beliefs, attitudes, feelings, negativity, trauma, my sexual trauma, my patriarchal sexual trauma that I was having. I wrote it all down. I wrote it all down and then I wrote a letter to myself honoring myself that I wasn't going to allow these experiences to have control over me anymore. And in my ceremony, I read out loud my sheets of paper and I burnt them. I burnt them. I released them. And I like shed, I used this as a symbol of shedding it all out. I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to feel. And afterwards, I took those ashes that burnt and I let them flow free into the ground. I put them back into Mother Earth. I no longer had to hold those. I no longer had to carry all that within myself and I let it go. I gave it to Mother Earth and I did a few other things in my honoring ceremony to just embrace myself. I lavished myself 
I bought myself flowers. I got out the crystals. I used those expensive essential oils. I uh, brought out my salt lamp. I burnt candles. These are things that I would not usually do for myself. Yes, I would set this scene for others, but I wouldn't take that time and effort for myself. And I took that time and effort for myself because I deserve it. And afterwards, I made myself this yummy cacao like tea concoction to just drink afterwards and just fully be present. I did it at night to sit under the moonlight. I, I honored my full self. And I want to offer this to you. I want to allow my experiences and healing to heal you. I have really developed some great healing skills. I do intuitive energy healing sessions. I have meditations for free. Some of them are for free that you can have. I have a self-love meditation package. It's so great to just start standing in your worth. I have, I offer um, monthly medita- guided meditation with energy healing and a sound bowl class in person at a studio on the last Sunday of the month. I even offer coaching. Right now I call it meditation coaching, but I think I'm going to change it to holistic life coach or spirituality coach because I just want to be able to use all of my knowledge, all of my gifts and talents to help heal others. I'm also getting my yoga, my yoga teacher training in therapeutic adaptive therapeutic yoga. So being able to heal on a physical level and I want to offer half off of my coaching services to one person. You can email me your story, why you want to have this healing service and I'm going to intuitively pick one person and with that coaching, I offer a distant energy healing session. I offer weekly phone or video conferences where I just create that space for you to let out anything you need to, to talk through your meditations, to talk through what's going on in your life, to help find rhythms and rituals and lifestyle patterns that will be best for your healing modalities to help heal you in your journey. I offer customizable meditations that you can keep forever that are meant just for you and your healing journey and what you're needing. It's just this overall, let me help you service. And I'm going to offer one person half off and whoever hears this, just email me your testimony and send it to lifereborn at JacquelinePage.com. Because maybe you are at the beginning of your journey. Maybe you're in the middle of your journey, which is the middle. I mean, it's never ending. And you're like, oh, I got this. And then the summer happens with all of these eclipses and the cosmic energies that I was feeling. It helps to have someone to guide you. It helps to just release this. We all need a safe space to release this, to verbally release it. And have someone there that can help support and guide you on what you're needing. And I want to be that person for you. Uh, So if you're listening to this, I'm going to offer this, I guess, half off service until mid-August. 
Um, I will be choosing who I will be offering this to mid-August. So email me as soon as you're listening to this so that you can get on that list. And if you feel called to any of the other services I mentioned, please just check out my website at www.jacquelinepage.com. Follow me on Instagram at JacquelinePage513. I have a Facebook business page, which is Jacqueline Page, just so that you're in the loop of things that I'm doing. So just connect with me on social media. That way you don't miss out on any of these things. Subscribe so that you know when I'm giving out or releasing these podcasts because I'm still in that trying to find my flow and I'm not sure if these are going to go back to weekly, maybe bi-monthly. I'm not sure. So make sure you subscribe. If you subscribe and rate and review my podcast on iTunes and screenshot that to me at lifereborn at JacquelinePage.com, I will send you a free energy healing um, general meditation, which is just really great as a cleansing meditation. I am so honored to share this space with you. I have so much gratitude for you tuning in and listening. And I just send you with so many blessings and love on your path and in your journey.